Hi friends, your husband and GM here. Uh, just wanted to give a quick heads up, this is our 2018 Halloween episode, and I wanted to give a quick set of content warnings uh, in case that is something that you are concerned about. This episode we are going to be playing Lucian Khan's Dead Friends, and there are some issues of uh, references to violence, drowning, abuse, and suicide. So if uh, you're concerned with uh, dealing with any of those topics, please feel free to skip this episode, and we can't wait to see you again next week with uh, perhaps some lighter fare. But if you are okay with that, please join us for this game. We had a lot of fun playing it, and we think you'll enjoy it. Thank you. Welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. And I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is our Halloween episode. It's so spooky. It's very spooky. We're, we're, we lit some tea lights. Tea and we, candles. And we turned off the lights. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play a spooky wookie game. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm very excited for this game. It's um, going to be very spooky wookie. I've had this game for probably about a year now and haven't brought it to the table, in truth, because I've been a little bit intimidated by it, but we're going to finally try it tonight. This is going to be our first time playing it, so we might end up having to scrap the episode (laughs) uh, and trying again, but I am looking forward to it. I think that this game is kind of meant to be played through Discovery, is what I get from it from what I've read of it. The game is called Dead Friend. A Game of Necromancy by Lucian Khan. This is a game that I've heard a lot of amazing things about. It is a uh, one-to-one RPG. It's a two-player RPG about... Ungodly a, things. About... Unga- ungodly things. Ungodly things. A necromancer attempting to bring their friend back from the dead. Diana, you uh, have asked to play the living I have. in this game. I have. Which means I'm going to be playing the dead. And... The thing I like most about this game is that it's very light on mechanic and very hot, heavy on ritual, and I've always really loved those games. Uh, another game that I think of when I think of light on mechanics and heavy on ritual is Polaris, as well as the game Ten Candles, which while we have a bunch of candles out, we don't have ten, and that's not the game we're playing. <laughs> I don't actually know how that game would work with two players, so I'm very excited for this game. Uh, You're going to hear probably a lot of reading as we move through the game through Ritual. You're going to hear a lot of uh, paper movement probably. Zach is going to have his work cut out for him editing-wise, and we will see how that goes. He might uh, quit on us by the end. (laughs) And all of that is intentional. The game is supposed to be read as you're playing it. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's going to be a lot of reading. That's why there's going to be a lot of paper shuffling. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Are you excited? So here's the thing, I was until I sat down and started thinking about the fact that there's a tarot deck and that we're talking about necromancy and bringing people back from the dead and it's spooky and the candles are lit. I'm Catholic. Is your your deep... I'm European Catholic. Like, the demons are going to come find me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cursed. We're cursing my soul here. No. I'm getting a little spooky. You got uh, you got your... Uh, My lucky protective charms yeah. that I've stopped wearing because I've decided that I'm going to be more American about it. <laughs> so I've stopped wearing my lucky protective charms. You'll be fine. I promise. The Virgin Mary did was prayed over me. Mm-hmm. Not, okay, that's uh, that sounded weird. Someone said a special prayer over me when I was born to protect me for life. So hopefully that so you're good. That helps mm-hmm. during this role playing game. Yeah, uh, I should say that uh, there is one shared sort of character sheet that is kind of shows all of our details, and it is in the form of a pentagram that we're going to be adding our details to of our story uh, throughout the game. I think this is going to be really good. I hope so. I'm excited. So we start off by preparing for the ritual by talking about, or deciding a setting for the story. 
Uh, and we didn't really talk about that. You asked me to not pick a character whose name you couldn't pronounce. Yes. So I, uh, <laughs> I suggested that we could play um, contemporary American characters. Here's, here's the thing, though, love. Mm-hmm. I love you very much. Just because we're playing contem- contemporary American characters doesn't mean you won't pick a name that's hard to pronounce. There are still lots of them. Please pick an easy name. It's the end. Of, it's the end of the day, <laughs> in the middle of a week, and I have said a lot of really hard names. So I have a name in mind. It, okay. is, it is not difficult. Okay. Um, but so you're you're cool with contemporary Amer- yeah. American? Yeah. Works fine. Uh, me. Where where in the U.S. should we be? How about a Philly suburb? <laughs> So, so you want to play real close to home, then? Why not? Okay. I mean, do you have a different idea? I'm not sure that I could do an accent for somewhere. No, I like that a lot. I like, um, I like the idea of a Philly suburb, like, um, like the King of Prussia area, but like just outside the King of Prussia area, where it's like very wooded and very hilly. Like it's very bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that Wayne? Might be Wayne. But like you get just out of King of Prussia, and there's 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 lots of winding roads, mm-hmm. there's lots of trees, lots of very steep hills, yeah, um, lots of nice looking houses. Yeah, you're, think... the closer you get to Chester County, the more farms there are, and like the bougier the while you're still in Montgomery County, the bougier those houses get. So I think we should do this uh, this very uh, wooded. Um, kind of semi-bougie suburb up north of Philly. Awesome. Choose a name for your character and write it in the center of the pentagram. So there's uh, Friends. Mm-hmm. My character's name is Liam. I can say Liam, but you couldn't even pick... You couldn't... You just couldn't. You couldn't, couldn't go with an easy name, could you? Liam is an easy name. Uh-huh. I'm going... How contemporary? Are we current contemporary? I mean, I guess that's what contemporary Let's means. Let's go like 2000s. Okay, Skylar. I, I like it. Uh, next, we have to choose our central motivation. And for me, as the dead, we are playing. Uh, the game comes with a, uh, a couple prompts for uh, different setups for the game. Donna, as the living, what is your central motivation for the prompt we're doing? So my central motivation is that I wish to bring my my dead friend back to life. All right. So, so can... I will go ahead and write that on our character sheet. And my central motivation is to kill my friend. Ooh, conflict. And that's all for setup. Yeah, basically. So from here on out, we take turns uh, kind of reading the instructions. Uh, we have a book of ritual. Similar, it's, it's made to kind of feel like a necromantic grimoire. And uh, we read it out together and we follow the instructions. So part one, earth and water setting the scene. Because I'm the living, I make the first move. There are um, two coins that are required to play this game. There's a smaller coin and a larger coin. And so those will come into play in a little bit. So the first thing that I'm supposed to do is sprinkle a large circle of salt around the paper. But we don't have salt, and I'm not wasting salt because that's sacrilegious. So I'm going to mimic it, which it specifically says to do. So I'm mimicking, putting some salt. This feels silly around the paper we have to you have to buy into the ritual i'm doing it i'm buying in all right so now i'm taking one of those special coins the circle coin which Mm -hmm. is the larger of the coin and i am putting it slightly outside the circle so that it touches the word east Mm -hmm. okay and then the smaller coin there's a on the character sheet there's a part that says altar Mm -hmm. that's where i'm supposed to put the smaller coin i put it on the altar place it on the altar So I'm preparing to perform a dangerous ritual of necromancy. I am doing, I'm probably doing this in the woods. There might be, okay, so this is not the suburb of Philly, but in the town that I grew up in, there was an art installation in the middle of the woods um, on a campus nearby where I was and it, where I grew up and it's super duper creepy because the artist uses recycled materials. And there was this, like, throne chair and table situation. It was super creepy because this art installation is in the middle of nowhere in my hometown. I think there's something similar in these woods. I think there's, it's either an art installation or it's kind of like a place where teenagers go to get drunk, right? There's That's always in an 80s movie. So, like, maybe there's, like, an old table or uh, a stump of a tree that's kind of turned into, like, a place to hang out. So that's what I'm using. I'm in the middle of the woods out in nature. Like there's no roof over me. And I'm kind of using that to set up this 
this scene. Uh, it's definitely nighttime. Well, it's dusk. And so, like I said, I'm out in the woods. Definitely I'm starting to hear crickets. There's still some sunlight, but it's definitely the sun is setting. It's getting darker. It's getting colder. Probably it's October. Uh, leaves are changing. Lots of dead leaves and broken sticks and stuff around me. Probably some old discarded beer canes and stuff. And I smell some pine. I am n newly dead and newly in the realm of the dead. Uh, that realm is, oh, I think it's like being underwater. Perfect equilibrium so that I'm not sinking or rising, but I can feel the currents of the ocean like beating against me. My, my hair is like constantly waving about. I think I have the clothes that I was wearing when I died um, and they stick to my skin and they kind of waft away from me. Uh, because I am in perfect equilibrium, it's very hard for me to move. It's hard for me to swim, but I can like very like slowly and with struggle kind of like push forward. Um, and there are things in the distance, uh, lights or organisms or other dead souls, something far, far away. But in front of me, it's just blue black water. Um, that is creepy. Oh, and it smells... It smells like milk. Well, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Internet can't see my face. That's a gross smell. Talking through it, I'm supposed to put my finger on the small coin, and that the small coin represents an object that Liam gave me before he died. And I think Liam gave me a CD, like a mixtape CD. Okay. And so I use the mixtape CD as like kind of like my call to Liam, my representation of Liam, and a, a, a physical sign of our relationship. So I think I use the CD. It's got some like Taking Back Sunday on it and Fallout Boy and weird things. I guess those aren't weird. Weird stuff that we listened to when we were. Wouldn't have been in the 2000s. I know. <laughs> that's what we're. That's what's on there. And I think Liam. Like all mixed CDs, scribbled all over that shit, decorated it. It is not just a CD, it is an art, it's a piece of art. Mm -hmm. And you can't read any of the song titles because you scribbled all over it. These coins represent ritual objects. And as we go through, as we continue to play the game, we're going to be moving these coins around the sheet. And when we move them, different things happen. And these coins are what are, are how the game moves along and how we know that we're coming to an end with the game. They kind of mark the passage of time. All right, now we're on to the ritual of Earth. Um, this is where the living and the dead remember their shared community before death. Um, so I am going to invoke Earth with the following three motions. So first, I'm going to form an invoking pentagram of Earth by tracing the pentagram on our character sheet. All right, next I'm gonna move the smaller coin and I'm gonna move that to where I'm supposed to move it. And that triggers a move. A word from beyond, destruction. And then the last thing is that I move the larger coin to a different point of the circle. From east to north. Mm. Then we shuffle the diamonds, slash discs, slash pentacles. Diamonds, discs, and pentacles. Oh, no. oh I see. Yeah, diamonds see. or discs or pentacles. The pentacles. De or depending on which deck of cards you're using. So this game uses a tarot deck, but if you don't have a tarot deck, you can use just a regular card deck, which they call mundane cards, which I really like. Then we each draw two random cards. Name and briefly describe two people in our shared community using our prompts in the Earth Legend that correspond to the cards that we have drawn. Okay. I drew number two, which is someone who's enthusiastic and confused. I definitely think that is a classmate of ours, possibly a third friend. Let's go with James, because everybody is a James, always. And I think that... 
James is kind of our goofball friend who's maybe not always 100%. He's like our Ashton Kutcher in that 70s show. I drew the three, which is someone humble and helpful. And I think that is Sarah. Uh, she was a friend of ours. She was our, like, hardcore Christian friend. She was the one who went to church every Sunday and was practically running the uh, youth group and uh, was always, like, kind of trying to proselytize to us. She was very nice and sweet, um, but always wanted to, like, kind of help out, but in a very um, particular way. Like, you knew she wanted something. Okay. I got someone hardworking and depressed. And I think that's your single mom. No, scratch that. Your single dad. Okay. Your single dad. Robert. Not Bob. Not Bobby. Not Rob. Robert. Very, very stern about Robert. I think he's probably been depressed for a long time because he's a single dad. Raising, I would assume, a teenager. And now his only son is dead. So he's even more depressed. Um, but he was always at work. He was always working. He was never really around. And I had someone beautiful and aloof. And I think that is Alexis, uh, Skylar's older sister. And I think Liam at one point had a crush on her, but uh, didn't really pursue it because of Skylar. These memories are beginning to stir up the environment in the realm of the dead. What changes are developing around you? I think there are sudden um pockets where the water like rushes away and there's these like pockets of air that i can like move my hand through and suddenly like that resistance of the water is gone and then those pockets like suddenly rush in and refill in like cavitation bubbles um slamming against me uh and at first they're few and far between but they come harder and harder as water uh boils with pressure as i complete the ritual of earth my body starts to feel kind of like I'm drowning a little bit. Like I'm starting to feel like I'm having a harder time breathing. I'm having a harder time moving. I'm starting to feel like I'm a little bit, like the air got thicker. Like I'm treading water kind of while I'm sitting there. Like um, I'm both weightless and there's a pressure on me. as Like because the air literally starts to change around me and I think it's making that sensation happen. We move on to the ritual of water. Like a eulogy, the living and the dead remember the details of their friendship. Uh, so now I invoke water with the following three moves. So first I'm going to invoke the pentagram of water by again tracing the pentagram on the on the character sheet. Next, I'm going to move the smaller coin, which is called the star coin, to the next station. To the water, yeah. Yeah. A word from beyond. Crushed. And then lastly, I'm going to move the larger coin, which is the circle coin, to the next cardinal direction. Mm. And now we're going to shuffle the next set of cards which are the hearts or cups or cups after we shuffle that we will each draw a card look at it and describe a scene from our past friendship that corresponds with the prompts from the water legend and it can include anybody that we've already mentioned it must include one person you are right it must include one person i got that my friend brought me to a party so liam brought me to a party I think that Liam brought me to a party that Sarah was hosting, um, our Bible study friend. I think Liam maybe was using me as a wing woman, trying to hit on somebody at the party and kind of needed my support. And so he brought me to that party. And I think that might be one of the last memories that I have of Liam. One of that last happy memories that I have of Liam is us having a lot of fun at this party, even though it was a slightly weird Bible party. Like there was definitely like a, it was like a youth group meeting, but it was like a post youth group meeting. And I think he was, I think he brought me so that he could hit on one of the people there 
I think he'd gone with them. Like, I think he, that's how he knew Sarah was um, through youth group. And that's how we all became friends. But the, he was only going to youth group because he was hitting on one of the people there. And he brought me to kind of like be a wing person. Uh, my friend manipulated me into doing something. Uh, I think Skylar once manipulated Liam into, I think, stealing a bottle of vodka from his dad, uh, from Robert. And I think Liam got caught. I think, yeah, I think Liam stole this bottle uh, because Skylar convinced him to do it. Mm -hmm. And they went out and they went out into the woods and they got drunk. And the next day when I don't think it, it wasn't like a full bottle it was like there was there wasn't a lot left yeah but Robert noticed it missing and had a like just unloaded on Liam like screaming face red just totally went frightening mm -hmm. didn't hit Liam but like face contorted in Liam's face mm -hmm. now we repeat it again I guess no I guess we repeat it for the first time you don't repeat again. Uh, and then we have to include community members who were not a part of the last memory. Oh, I see. So we draw another. Mm -hmm. We draw another card. This time I'm including that Liam embarrassed me. And I think Liam embarrassed me probably just at school. Liam probably knew who I was crushing on. And I definitely think Liam knew that I was crushing on James and tried to get me to talk to James about my crush on him or try to get James to talk to me in like that that kind of way. Like mm -hmm. we're all friends so we all talk and we probably all sit at the same lunch table. But Liam probably was like, oh, hey, James, you know Skylar likes you, right? Ho, ho, ho. And then just like seriously betrayed my trust, seriously embarrassed me in front of him. Definitely made it weird. Uh, the Queen of Cups, your friend, or my friend, gave me romantic advice. And the only character left is Alexis, Skylar's older sister. So I think that I did tell Skylar about my crush on Alexis. I think maybe we were driving in my car, and I was like, so what, what, what do you think, uh, would you be upset if I, if I asked out your sister? Like, would, would that bother you? Do you think that'd be weird? And I think the advice that Skylar gave me was that I shouldn't. I think they were like, no, don't don't ask out Alexis. She's a, I think she said some disparaging things about her sister that I will not repeat, <laughs> but said some really mean things about her sister and her sister's love life. And Skylar didn't say that it would bother her if Liam asked out Alexis, but tried to make Alexis look really bad so that Liam wouldn't want to ask her out. And I think Liam was just like, oh, yeah, oh, oh okay. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. All right. Okay, well, yeah, no, I definitely don't want to ask her out then. Okay, well, thanks for the heads up. We repeat it again. We repeat part C, but build on the existing story using the cards prompt however we want, so we don't have to include anyone in particular, or we can include whoever we want. Mm-hmm. I learned something new about my friend. I think it was in that same car ride, learning about um, his crush on Alexis. I think that's probably the first time that I realized that he's like growing up and more complicated than I thought he was. So I never, I have never spent my entire life growing up with a friend, um, but I imagine that when you spend your entire life growing up with a friend, that you sometimes have a hard time recognizing when they're in a different phase in their life. And so this is probably the first time that Skylar realized Liam keeps secrets and Liam doesn't share everything with me and that Liam is growing up and becoming someone different and someone that I might not know all of the parts to. And I think that, I think that's definitely something that I learned about Liam. Mine is number five. My friend chose someone else over me. I think Liam is a wrestler. Uh, Liam is a wrestler, and at some point their sophomore year, Skylar started dating one of Liam's teammates. Mm. 
and Skyler rooted for his teammate over him. And it's not that he that Liam wanted like romantic interest from Skyler, but he felt betrayed when she was rooting for someone else to beat him. Like they'd been friends since they were little and now she was now she wanted to see like actively wanted someone to succeed over him and he felt really betrayed by that and really angered by that um repeat part c but place the card face up near the circle of salt the scene must foreshadow your motivation in the central conflict so why you want to bring me back from the dead and why i want to kill you yes so I argued with you, and I think that is the very last time that I ever talked to you. I think we got into a huge blowout, probably because you embarrassed me, probably because you're keeping secrets from me, probably because we're growing up and kind of moving at our own paces away from each other. And so we got into this huge fight, and honestly, it probably was about nothing, but we got into like a screaming match. and walked away from each other and said awful, awful things to each other. And that was the very last conversation that I had with you. And so that guilt is really bothering me. And so I want to bring you back kind of for a do-over, for a second chance to, to get that conversation right and to get our friendship right. Or is you reassured your friend about an insecurity. I think when we were young, like in eighth grade, we were both like going crazy with anxiety, crazy with hormones, dealing with like social status, all those insane things that are like so compounding on you at like the end of middle school, right before you leave for, or yeah, it was probably the summer in between eighth grade and ninth grade entering high school. And um, Skylar was really worried that, you know, they were going to grow apart, that something was going to get between them, that in the future they'd go to different colleges that Liam would start dating some girl that wouldn't like her and then they would stop being friends and Liam like put his hand on her hand and said Skylar we will never stop being best friends we're gonna be together forever we're always going to be there for each other I promise these memories provoke a jolt of emotion so strong that you momentarily forget you are dead describe the emotion it's like the inverse of a dissociative episode or like a dissociative episode except you suddenly remember that you have a body after timeless moments of not having a body i think it's most felt in like the backs of his hands he feels suddenly that he is there like that he's no longer adrift and in equilibrium, but that he has physical form, like suddenly in his hands. And it's just this brief tinge of sensation, and then it quickly like disappears as like along with those cavitation bubbles that are boiling around him. As I'm completing this ritual of water, I had said before that the air had changed. Well now it is pouring rain. Just nonstop rain except that it's not raining on me. Mm -hmm. And it's not raining on the stump that I've used for this ritual, but it is raining all around me. And it is like sheets of rain. It is like biblical uh, proportions rain. Like it's, in it's intense, it's a lot of rain. And I get that feeling of that pressure again, like I'm in water and I'm feeling like, I'm feeling that pressure inside my body and outside my body and it is, almost suffocating so part two fire and air the magical link so the cd that i'm using as my connection to liam is really important to me because i think it was i think it was his gift to me when i turned 18 um no 17 it was his gift to me when i turned 17 and we we'd always done that we'd always made homemade gifts for each other and so this was the last homemade gift that he made for me because I'm turning 18 in two months and I know that I'm not going to get one from him. I know that there isn't one waiting for me. And that is 
truly upsetting. So this last CD is not only dear because it's like all my favorite songs and great, but because it's the last truly homemade, made specifically for me gift that I've received. And especially from him. Now I flip the star coin. There's a secret about this object that your friend does not know. I burned the wrong track list to that CD. That wasn't the playlist I made for you. I gave you the wrong one. After I scribbled all over it and I couldn't read what the track list was anymore, I got them mixed up and I gave you the wrong one. Diana looks so upset right now. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very Diana, upset. Diana looks like I have personally just betrayed her. Mixed CDs are important in my childhood, and now I'm sad about it. Ritual of Fire. To summon the dead into the conversation with the living, both friends recall the death. This section establishes the cause of death, or if it has already been established, adds complicating details. So... Now I'm going to invoke fire with the following three motions. I'm going to do I'm going to draw another pentagram starting at fire and moving towards spirit. Next, I'm going to move the star coin to the fire point of the pentagram. A word from the dead. Emptiness. And last, I'm going to slide the circle coin to the south. Mm. Shuffle the Wands deck. You draw two cards randomly, look at them, and answer the following questions. Uh, the questions are, how did you die? In old age or in youth? By natural or unnatural causes? Violently or at peace? Describe your final living moments. Oh, only I draw two cards. Mm -hmm. I draw two cards and then I use the corresponding details. So, the Two of Wands and the Five of Wands. A material need and a community argument. I think I got into a fight with my dad and I went for a drive. Um, I stormed out and I went driving and it was raining and there's this windy road that runs by a river uh, and it was raining really hard, and I didn't realize how hard it was raining. Um, and I didn't think about the the water on the road, and my car hydroplaned, and it flipped, uh, and it fell off the road, um, and it fell hood down into this creek that was just rushing water. And I was trapped in my seatbelt, and I was trying to get out, and I drowned. Describe your final living moments. Oh, uh, it was t it was uh, terrible. Okay. Um, I was struggling, trying to escape, tugging at my seatbelt, tugging at the door as the water uh, flooded the car and filled my lungs. Wish I hadn't asked you that question. That was awful. Um, so I also draw, draw two cards and answer some questions based on what I drew. I got uh, a journey and a celebrity or popular person. Okay, so I think that the reason that Liam and I started our fight was because I was supposed to help him out with something at home. But I had gotten tickets to go see this concert out of town. Um, and I was just going to bail on him. But he really needed my help, and that's why we had argued. So I was driving to go see Brand New in Jersey City. And I should have been with my friend helping him out, doing whatever it is that we needed to do. So I heard about his death. I probably didn't hear about his death until the next day. It probably took a while for people to find him. Probably took a while for people to realize he was dead and who he was and all that stuff. So I I probably had this great night at the concert, came back, didn't text my friend because I was still mad at him, and woke up to the news that he had died. 
And again, I just feel unbelievably guilty about how everything ended between us. At the risk of ruining the atmosphere, if this were a CW show, we would see the footage split between Skylar in the concert as existentialism on prom night plays. No, not existentialism. No, on prom but night. that's that's who I go see. Who is yeah, that? Yeah, that's brand new. No, it's not. That's what you just said. Yeah, existen- no, oh. existentialism on prom night is taking back Sunday. Is it? What is the brand new song I'm thinking of? Well, it doesn't matter because that's the song that's playing. What is the song you're playing? Uh, I don't know Do now. Do you go on a semester abroad? No, because that's about sexy times. That is about What sexy. is the brand new song that's about death and dying? There is one. There is. Oh, man. Somebody help us out here. But I'm really upset because I used to love a, brand There's new. this heartbreaking, melancholy track playing. Um, as we see uh, Skylar watching the concert as Liam drowns to death. Yep, that's exactly how it goes. That was awful. Thanks for reading that. As a response to these memories, you are starting to catch a glimpse back into the world of the living. Describe what you see, hear, and smell. I smell the rain, uh, first of all, as uh, as like these this uh, this pressure boiling like reaches up to my face and it bursts through like the water into this open air I can smell not that thick milk of the water of the dead but rain real rain and I can see I can't see Skylar but I can see all the material objects that Skylar has laid out for the ritual I can see the the log that we used to sit on when we talked and the table that we drank the vodka at and uh, this weird necromantic uh, ritual and the CD that I burned and just all of this rain surrounding it. And as I'm completing the ritual of fire, hints of the dead realm are gathering within the circle. So what is starting to happen is within the circle of salt, there starts to be some steam that's coming up. The rain is getting harder. I am having a harder and harder time breathing. I'm actually starting to feel like I'm breathing in water. That pressure is building. But what I'm seeing within that circle of salt is steam starting to come up from the ground and all within the circle. And I smell, I think I start to smell sour milk. Ooh. I'm like just starting to smell sour milk. So now we are summoning the dead. I'm about to conjure my dead friend into the circle of salt. So to kind of set the scene, it has been, I already said my birthday was in two months. So let's say it's been six months since Liam had died. And I'm in my senior year now. We're in our senior year. Well, we would be in our senior year, but I'm in my senior year. And everybody's talking about going to college. And everybody's talking about moving forward. And I can't. I, I can't talk about my future. I can't plan my future. I can't move past this. I can't leave this town because this is where Liam is. And I can't. And this is where Liam was. And I can't go to college because Liam can't go to college. And I can't. I just can't. I cannot move on with my life. I can't because of how things ended with my best friend. Everyone is worried about me. I've seen several psychologists and all of them are better than Fraser Crane. And I definitely have been put on medication, but I'm not taking it. And I think I recognize that I have a problem that I can't move past. Like I've always known it. At first I was the one asking to go to the psychologists. I was the one asking for help with the medication, but none of it was helping me. So I started looking online for other ways to help me feel better. I've tried grief groups. I've tried all sorts of different things. And this is kind of my last resort before I ask my parents to institutionalize me. So I am kind of trying my hand at this, this art. And, um, I think I just went to a, I think I just found a semi-local, probably in deep, in deep city Philly. I found like a witch shop. Is that what they're called? 
an occult shop. I guess an occult yeah. shop is more appropriate. And they, I didn't, I don't need any special powers because the emotions that I'm having are strong enough to be able to summon the dead. So I am turning the star coin back over and um, I'm going to repeat this magical formula three times. Beloved Liam, thou who perished by drowning through this CD, I conjure thee. Beloved Liam, thou who perished by drowning through this CD, I conjure thee. Beloved Liam, Liam, not Liam, (laughs) Liam, who perished by drowning through this CD, I summon thee. Uh, And Liam comes through the salt circle uh you see his like hands burst through and how the rain was like a deluge around you it is so thick it is like an ocean surrounding you and uh liam's hand bursts through and uh flecks of this rancid milk water uh splash upon skylar's face and uh his hand like comes around the side and like pushes off the wall of water to pull himself through. And when he pulls his head and his shoulders through, this water is just pouring off of him in rivulets. And he opens his mouth and just a a flood pours out. Uh, thick, black, bloody water um, just pouring from the corners of his mouth uh, until it finally like slows to a drip. And he steps forward through this wall and is like hunched over his his hands limp at his sides and uh he looks at you with these milky white eyes i think when skylar first recognized that it was liam coming through she stood up started crying cried out his name um started like running towards him but stopped very abruptly when he started vomiting water blood. And I think she might be a little bit horrified now. But she's still really grateful that she's seeing Liam. And I think she's crying. And she's just like, Liam, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for you to die. And I don't know how that happened. And I'm so, just so sorry. And I just want you back. And I don't, I don't know how to live my life without you. I'm so sorry. I just want you back. I'm so sorry. And I think she's just repeating it over and over again. She's so sorry. She wants him back. She's so sorry. She wants him back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Liam, I think steps forward, uh, and in this voice that's like bubbling and crackling with water and phlegm, He's, he says, uh, you can't ever bring me back, but I can bring you with me. We can be together, Skylar. Just like we said, we won't have to be apart. We finish on the ritual of air. The living and the dead draw weapons for the final battle. So I'm going to invoke the air ritual by following the three motions. Um, The first is to invoke the pentagram of air. So I'm again going to draw over the pentagram that's on our character sheet. Next, I'm going to move the star coin to the air part of the pentagram. A word from the dead, dragged. Lastly, I'm gonna move the circle coin to Back to the east at our starting point. And now we shuffle the swords card. Which is here. Swords deck. We will randomly draw four cards each, but we will only be able to use three. These correspond to weapons in the air legend that are available to us to use in battle. Each weapon card has a literal meaning and an abstract meaning. You may choose what you prefer which you prefer to use when you play the card. So I'm going to flip the star coin, flip the star coin in the center of the pentagram so that it lands on the table. Oh, like flip it in the air. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And it landed heads up. So I go first in the final battle. So I'm gonna place a card face up inside the magic circle and describe how I use that weapon against my friend. 
I am placing the Knight of Swords in the center of the pentagram and that is an animal or passion. And I think that I'm gonna use this as a passion. Despite my inability to move on, I if I had wanted to kill myself, if I had wanted to die, I would have done it a long time ago. I'm still very passionate about living. I'm still very passionate about being alive. I just can't seem to move past this roadblock in my life. And so when I went to the occult shop, they told me that strong emotion is how I can inv invoke my powers. And so I was, and I still am, desperately sad and grieving for my friend. But now I am enraged that my friend wants me to die with him. And, I, and my sadness is deepened even more because of this. And I think my passion starts to physically manifest itself and maybe as a force field. And I think I, yeah, I think my passion just starts to physically manifest itself as a force field. And I think I'm pushing you back towards the wall of water. I'm playing the nine of swords. I dig my heels into the muddy dirt. Um, and I press against your, your uh, emotions and power, and I summon nightmares in the water. Images of me drowning, images of you dead, images of your funeral, images of you and I together, images of uh, horrifying beasts in the water, all the scary things that lay out there in the future and in the darkness and in the unknown. All of them flicker and appear uh, in this wall of water around us. And I say, um, Skylar, come with me. Everything will be okay if you come with me. You don't have to push me away again, Skylar. You can come with me and that will make things right. I am placing the the Two of Swords card, uh, which is a blindfold or darkness. And I think my passion, it's still kind of pushing you, but now all those images, that water is completely black. And it is starting to become black in the circle. Like I'm starting to take out the light in the circle. And I'm continuing to kind of push you towards that wall and going, how could you want me dead? How could you want that for me? This was the worst. This is the worst thing I've ever had to live through. This is the worst thing I've ever seen anybody go through. Your father is a broken man. How could you wish that on anyone? How could you wish that for my family? For Alexis, how could you want that for me? As, the, as it's getting darker and darker. I am using 10 community allies or solidarity. And I take a step, Liam takes a step forward, and he says, It's not so bad, Skylar. It won't be so bad with us together. My father was dead before I died. He doesn't care. Your sister will move on. She'll be fine. But you and I, we're the same. That's why you couldn't stand for me to be gone. That's why I couldn't stand to be gone without you. Come back with me, Skylar. Come back with me. So now I'm putting down the Ace of Swords, which is an enchanted sword or a higher authority. And I think that this one's an actual enchanted sword. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to pull out the actual enchanted sword. Again, the, the occult shop said that my strong emotions are where I get my power. And I've been pulsating with sadness and anger. And I think... Because we're fighting again, a sword starts to kind of material, materialize in thin air in front of me. And I think as it's materializing, I grab the hilt of it and um, I think I start marching towards you as my passion is pushing you back towards the water. And I go, no one can move on from this. How Dare you want this for me? What kind of friend are you? You are not Liam. I don't know what you are, 
but you are not him. And I start, ooh, can I retcon something? I don't know. What are you trying to retcon? Well, instead of grabbing it before I make that speech, it starts to materialize in my hand as I'm making that speech. Yeah, for sure. So it's materializing in my hand as I'm making that speech. And I'm just like, you are not Liam. And as I'm saying, you are not Liam, I'm kind of like pushing my hand forward. And as I'm pushing my hand forward, the sword starts to materialize. And I think I start to, I start to come at you, pushing you further and further into the wall of darkness. I am going to play the page a shield or what your friend does not know. And I'm going to do both because I'm going to cheat because I'm the dead and that's what I can do. <laughs> and those, uh, the wall of water kind of reaches out with these thick watery tentacles um, and it envelops me a- a- in a protective embrace to protect me from your holy sword. And I tell you the thing you don't know, which is no Skylar, I am Liam. I'm now moving the star coin to the next point of the pentagram. A word from the dead. Unity. So we now have to come to a consensus on who won the battle. I would like to point out that I have a holy magical sword Mm -hmm. that I was pointing at you in anger. Yeah. I also now have magical powers because of how angry you've made me. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could play super fight with this, but I'm okay with giving it to Skylar. I think Skylar deserves this win. Um, I, I think she cuts through those. Oh, wait. It, it, so the yeah. victor, describe the moment of your victory. Is as it... those, like, tendrils? Is that what you said they were? Yeah. Um, as those tendrils are coming at me, I think I... I don't think I have to attack them. I think I drive the sword home into where a heart would be, mm-hmm. I guess. And as I'm driving the sword home into not Liam's heart, I kind of push him back into that curtain of water and the rain stops like as he passes through the sword is gone it's not in my hands anymore everything kind of freezes and then the rain stops and the darkness slowly starts to lift it lifts around me first before it lifts in the water Mm -hmm. um but it starts to lift and when the darkness is gone it's just raining and i'm by myself and the and the ring of salt is broken and the pentagram all that stuff is like messed up. Mm-hmm. It's all like all over the place. And the CD is broken. Okay. Uh, the defeated concludes the story with an epilogue. What happens to the two friends next in life or the afterlife? So we see Skylar like with the sword and I think the sword dissipates. I think it like evaporates into the air and we see her take a few deep breaths as the rain stops. And then she walks away. And the next time we see her, she is packing up for college. I think, I think we see her, um, I think we see her like brushing her teeth in the mirror and then finishing up, taking a pill and then like going to her luggage. Uh, and like she gets in the car and she's going to college and she's moving on. She's advancing with her life. She's, she's taking the next steps. Um, and then I think we see Liam. And he's back in this equilibrium zone. This zone of nothingness. Um, this forever empty ocean. But he's, instead of standing upright, he's like sprawled on his back. Like he's been stabbed. Um, he's sprawled on his back and his arms hang loose uh, under him. And his, his head lolls on his shoulders and the camera gets closer to him it starts to like zoom in and then it turns to to face him and we see that uh there's this gaping wound in his no there's a there's a tear in his shirt and beneath his pallid uh drowned chest there's this light that is that is pulsating. The same light from the sword that's been buried in his heart is is pulsating and it's glowing and it's warm. And then we cut to black. That was really good. Good epilogue. 
Thank you. You're welcome. I'm really glad that the defeated gets the epilogue. Yeah. That was um, amazing. Yeah. That was one of my favorite role-playing game sessions ever. Yeah, I can't play this game in the dark again. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were playing in a complete dark room with uh, just candles. That was wonderful. Yeah. That was really good. That was very spooky. That is... I can't do the living again. I just want to be clear. I'm too <laughs> Catholic to do this again. This that, was very good, though. This was one of the most powerful role-playing gaming experiences I've had up there with uh, Fall of Magic and I think, like, Archipelago 3 mm -hmm. I had a really powerful reaction to. I just thought we were really, like, hitting those notes and moving... For I just think it went really well, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Because I loved playing this. Yes. And we're now going to have to play this every Halloween, I think. Here's the thing. I would be okay with that in the daytime. Just, <laughs> just in the daytime is my only caveat. No, that. the darkness sets no. the mood. Maybe we can have a pumpkin to set the mood because this is too spooky for me. <laughs> I will say I really, really enjoyed playing this game. I thought this was a very easy to play, very um, straightforward it seemed kind of complicated at first, but really it was very straightforward. I really enjoyed playing it. It was a very easy game to pick up, and I think this would be a great way to introduce storytelling games to someone who's maybe a bit hesitant but willing. Yeah. I hope that it wasn't super boring to listen to because I know there was a lot of reading, but I really, really enjoyed this game. Yeah, um, and I think it speaks to it that I've only skimmed the rules. I did not do a deep dive into the mm -hmm. rules before we played. I just skimmed the rules pretty briefly, saw how heavy it was on kind of like acting out the rituals, and then was like, okay, I'm going to save this for actual gameplay. And it worked really well. Yeah. This required no prep from us. Right. We just sat down and played it, and it was it was wonderful. Uh, so once again, the name of this game is Dead Friend, A Game of Necromancy. Uh, it is by the designer Lucian Khan, and you can find it on DriveThruRPG. Uh, dot com. It is Dead Friend, a game of necromancy. Uh, you can find Lucian Khan on Twitter at o underscore theogony. That is o h underscore t h e o g o n y. And yeah, I cannot recommend this game enough. It yeah. is. I think it's three dollars on Drive Through RPG, uh, which is a steal for this game. Go get it. Seriously, um, especially if you're going to have anything that resembles a Halloween party. We played it uh, without the editing in about an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. The game rules say that the time takes between two and four hours. And I think we kind of like sped through some scenes a little bit. I think Absolutely. if we had wanted to, we could have uh, dug in a little bit more and kind of acted out more scenes and, yes. and fleshed them out some more. Yes. But I really, I liked the, I liked the vignettes that we got, the, the, the very short snippets mm -hmm. that we kind of each just presented to each other. I thought it worked really well that game. I agree. That way. So as a lot, you could make this work as a longer game. You can make this work as a very short one hour game. Man. Yes. I love it. Yeah. This was really good. I especially like that there really isn't a whole lot required to play this game. You need change mm -hmm. because it doesn't ask for specific coins. We used fancy coins, but you, you just change two coins and a deck of playing cards. I think that's fin phenomenal. I think this is a great, I think this was a fantastic game. This was such a fun game to play. It was very spooky. I'm definitely going to have nightmares. I don't like horror scary <laughs> things and I'm going to have nightmares, but this was phenomenal. This was a phenomenal game and I hope that you all get a chance to play it. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Lucian Khan, the developer of Dead Friend, a game of necromancy. Thank you all for joining us for this very special Halloween episode. Please check out the game uh, if you get a chance. Man, I'm like, so I can't even get my head in the game. Please rate and subscribe to us on Instagram. Uh, not on Instagram. That's a different thing. On iTunes, because that's how other people find us. And that's mm -hmm. how you can find out about other spooky-tastic games that we play. Yep. Um, we definitely want to give a shout-out to Zach B. There was a lot of silence and reading. The editing on this episode is going to be intense. So thank you very much, Zach B., for all of your help. Yes, seriously. Thank you to In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Numa's Place, off of the album Healing which, unless we can find something spookier for our intro and outro, will be our intro and outro for this episode. You can find us on Twitter at HeartPointsPod. I think that's kind of all we want to do for now. This is a special Halloween episode. We're already running super long, so yes. we want to get out of your hair. Thank you so much for joining us. In the meantime, have a very spooky day. But, like, a really, really spooky one. Spooky.